Hey, welcome to 1000 Words, Stories on the Way. My name is Matthew Clark. And this week I want to share um, a piece that was originally kind of a journal entry that I made after having a conversation with a stranger last October. And I just wanted to, I wanted to remember this conversation and I wanted to be able to think back on it and and pray. Um, So I'm going to share some of that and I'd like to recommend a project that some artists I really admire collaborated on uh, to make, and it's called Ordinary Saints. So a big theme for me personally, like the last several years, has been trying to learn how to pay attention to really ordinary things. Uh, Something in me always feels like I'm missing out, or that there's something wrong with me, like I'm not enough. You know, I need to do something impressive or glorious to uh, to feel like life matters or like my life matters. But I think the Lord has been calling me to listen for the still, small voice, which in our culture is, is totally counterintuitive. Uh, in fact, I think it, it feels dangerous to be simple. It feels dangerous to be quiet um, or to be ordinary. We feel like we have to achieve and impress people. We have, feel like we have to be celebrities. Um, the last collection of songs I made was called Beautiful Secret Life. And that season of songwriting was really the beginning of this process for me. And then last October, I went to a retreat out at Laity Lodge in West Texas. Uh, Bruce Herman, who's a painter, Malcolm Geit, who's a poet, and Jack Redford, who's a composer, they collaborated on a project meant to call us to pay attention to, and the, the quote is, calls to pay attention to people in our immediate circles who are often overlooked and who are dear to our Lord. Uh, So I'll include a video and some links on the podcast website where you can look into that project more deeply, which I highly recommend. It's really amazing. Uh, Those three artists have offered me so much encouragement the last several years. Uh, You should also look them up on YouTube. Uh, They've got lots of talks that you can watch. It's a really great uh, resource. But this week's episode is all about a small, quiet conversation I had that, honestly, I wasn't even looking for. And it was on the night before the Ordinary Saints retreat. It ended up sort of capturing the meaning of the retreat for me. Um, Speaking of retreats, I'll be announcing more details about the Cofferstow retreat this month over at cofferstow.com and on my Instagram and Facebook, so keep an eye out for that. The retreat will be June 14th through 17th in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, We're going to spend a long weekend immersing ourselves in beauty, truth, and goodness, and we're going to be having conversation about how to manifest God's kingdom imaginatively and creatively in our beautiful ordinary lives. So I really hope you will join us for that. I'm really excited. Uh, Okay, I think that's all. So thank you for listening. Here is this week's episode titled An Abandoned Piano.
A day of flying and I finally landed in San Antonio, where the hotel shuttle picked me up and drove me to the hotel. Tomorrow I'll meet up with Lancia and Diana and we'll drive out to Laity Lodge to see Bruce Herman, Malcolm Geit, and Jack Redford's Ordinary Saints exhibit. It's a collaborative effort between painter, poet, and composer calling us to face the ordinary people around us and see, really see, how extraordinary they are. C.S. Lewis famously said in The Weight of Glory, There are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, arts, civilizations, these are mortal, and their life is to ours as the life of a gnat. But it is immortals whom we joke with, work with, marry, snub, and exploit. Immortal horrors or everlasting splendors. On the shuttle to the hotel, it's just me and the driver. A man in his mid to late fifties, I guess. He sets my bag and my guitar in the back of the van, but we don't talk much on the short ride to the hotel. I feel uncomfortable sitting in the back alone. I'm settled in my room finally and glad to be finished with airplanes for the weekend. And suddenly hunger catches up with me and I realize I've only had a muffin to eat all day. So I get online and I look for an Indian restaurant and find one nearby. At the front desk, I have them call up the shuttle. The van pulls up and outsteps the same driver from earlier. Hi again. What's your name? I ask. It's Marty. He tells me I can ride up front this time, saying, I don't bite. I said, not usually, huh? Marty has classical music playing in the hotel shuttle as we drive. What kind of music do you like? Is classical your favorite? I asked. I like classical and country western and music from the 30s, too. Oh, really? Like big band stuff? I like Perry Como kind of stuff. Well, my granddad really liked Perry Como. I have several Perry Como albums in my record collection back home. So do you play an instrument for anything? I asked. Yeah, I play piano. Marty goes on to tell me a little more about himself. He has two grown-up children. Well, really, they're my sister's kids, but I adopted them. I raised them when she left town. So you raised those two kids all by yourself this whole time? That's right. I had asked him to take me to the Indian restaurant. And Marty told me his son loved Indian food. So his daughter learned to cook it for him. But it turns out her new husband was too picky about food. Marty had taken them all out for dinner one day and was shocked when his son-in-law ordered a hamburger with nothing on it. I like a good burger with most everything on it. I couldn't believe he just wanted it with nothing. Not even a bun. This next part I don't remember exactly. Somehow... The conversation arrived at Marty, mentioning that his son had died four years ago. Until that point, he had been talking about him as if he were alive and well, so I was a little shocked. Marty started, He was such a healthy, talented boy, and out of nowhere, he had heart failure. I always thought it'd be me who'd go first, 
I'm a pretty big boy, as you can see. I never thought it'd be him. He went on. He used to paint and spin records. He could play drums and guitar. I used to take him to lessons from when he was real little. All he wanted to do was be an artist. But I told him, I said, you gotta make some money too, so you can feed your pups. About that time, we pulled up to the Indian place and he dropped me off. Later, when he picked me up to take me back to the hotel, he asked, Well, was it good? Yeah, I said, but I ate way too much. It was quiet for a while. The classical music still played on in the van. I noticed Marty was tapping his fingers to the music. I don't mean that he was tapping to the rhythm of the song. He was tapping out the melody, softly on the armrest. Each finger movement matched the instrumentation. This was a song he knew by heart. So, the piano you played, was it classical piano? I asked. Yeah, I took lessons for classical. My teacher was real strict. She would make you spit out your gum when you came in there. She didn't think you could chew gum and play piano. When did you take lessons? Oh... After my senior year of high school, I was working for a jeweler, and we both liked classical music, and I told him I always had wished I could learn to play it. And he said, well, why don't you learn? And I said, well, I'm 20 now. I'm too old. But he said, you can learn. Go take some lessons. So I did. That's really cool. Yeah, there was this Mozart piece that was so hard. It took me something like two months to be able to play it. I worked so hard on it. You know, if you don't get the time just right, it'll just sound like a bunch of notes all over the place. So I'd always get my teacher to play it for me before I left the lesson that day. I couldn't really play it like I wanted by looking at the page, so I'd memorize it and try to make it sound just right. I finally got it at three in the morning one night. You mean you couldn't sleep? You were practicing in your head? No, I mean, I stayed up half the night working on it. And finally, it it clicked for me. Wow. So you must have been really into it. Oh, yeah. I bought a piano and everything. Really? Like a real piano? Oh, yeah. A real piano. But I haven't played in years. Now, I'm wondering to myself, since he so obviously loves it, why he no longer plays. So I asked... But you still have a piano at home. Well, yeah. It's out at my house in the country where I raised my kids. I should go out there, but I haven't been since my boy died four years ago. Four years ago, Marty lost a son in a house in the country. A house he hasn't visited since. A song ended. A piano gathers dust. Still, fingers tap along with a melody on an armrest in a hotel shuttle. I met Marty just a few hours ago, and I stumbled into his story by chance, if chance it was. Nothing all that amazing happened. We didn't weep and embrace. At the time, I was mostly a little uncomfortable, just talking to a stranger. It was just a conversation with an ordinary bus driver 
for a few minutes one evening. Look, I don't know what it means. Except that everything means more than we know. Or can't imagine. You mean more than I can imagine. And more than you can imagine. So many faces and stories that shine through them. Who knows what they've been through? Who knows what they've lost? Who they've loved? Only God knows those depths. The next morning I arrived at Laity Lodge for the Ordinary Saints exhibit. I can't help but see Marty's face in my mind. He could be looking out from among Bruce's paintings, taking shape in Malcolm's poetry, and how he would love to sit surrounded by Jack's beautiful music. I hope to see his face again. I hope to see his sons. May the keeper of all of our stories tell them back to us, face to face, in his everlasting kingdom, where the songs we've left behind on silenced pianos will ring out resurrected. send us out this week, I'm going to play a little of the audio from a short video that Laity Lodge produced from that weekend, that Ordinary Saints retreat. So you'll hear Malcolm, and I'll also post the video itself on the podcast webpage at www.matthewclark.net slash 1000 words. To be a person is to be a gift given in love. For each of us receive the gift of being from another, and we lift each other into light with every glance given and returned in this long dance. We have become ourselves through fathers, mothers, all whose traces and whose grace notes leave us all the more the people that we are. That's all for this week. Thanks so much for listening. And if you did enjoy the podcast, um, please do leave a review on iTunes. That really helps get the word out. And you can also share this on social media. That'd be great. So thank you again for listening. I'm Matthew Clark, and I will see you again next week. 